news, ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to tonight's episode of the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and as you can tell, we've got a pretty packed house as far as co-hosts and guests go. So I'm going to just try to go in some kind of order here. We got Uncle Mark. Say hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, I knew that's what you were going to do. Uh, we've You're got my best friend, Johnny. <laughs> we've got, of course, Jason here, who you might re- remember as a co-host, even though he hasn't been around in a while. Hey, yep, hi. that's me. Here <laughs> once in a while. Yep, and he was gracious enough to turn off his air conditioner, which is, uh, you know, suffering now. You're suffering. Suffer. Suffer in the dampness and warmness that is your flooded basement. <laughs> And then we've got our two special guests who are both here to talk about this year's uh, DEF CON. We've got Stephanie. And we've got Josh. Hi, y'all. Well, you guys might remember Josh. We've had him on a few times. The reason we've got two folks here is not just for two different perspectives, but uh, as I understand it, Stephanie, you were in person at DEF CON, right? That is correct. And Josh was online. So DEF CON did this, like, split thing this year. And uh, some folks went online, some folks went in person because of, of course, our good old friend, the pandemic. Um, So anyway, uh, before we get into our main topic, which of course is going to be about uh, DEF CON and and how it went this year, um, I wanted to give you guys a quick heads up. We talked last time we recorded about this idea of splitting the show in half. We're going to do the main topic in one show, and then we're going to do the chat and the news in a second show. Uh, it's all technically one show, so if you're tuned in for the live stream, just hang out. When we get to the break, we're going to pick up as normal. But when we produce this and release it, it's going to be in two different halves. So if you're here to listen, you're listening in on the uh, the recorded version, then uh, if you want to hear the whole show, just there's a second half of it you got to go down. There's another piece. You're going to have to scroll. You're going to have to scroll. So anyway, you get technically twice as much Iron Sysadmin in the same amount of time, right? That's how this works out. I, totally. Maybe. <laughs> That's like when you convince a kid that because you cut his meat up, he's actually getting more. Or less. Depends on the kid. <laughs> or less. I don't know. Look how yeah, small true. the pieces are. <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, um, Josh, you were, you were kind enough to come up with a whole outline here of things to talk about. I don't, do you just want to kind of start the conversation, and then we'll, we'll just go from there? Sure. So first off, if you've never been to DEF CON before, it is one of the largest hacking conventions on planet Earth. Uh, Typically, when we are in person, we are up to 30,000 people in Las Vegas, held either during the very last week of July or the beginning week of August. Uh, Partly because, hey, there's cheap flights there, things stay open 24-7, and when you have 30,000 bored hackers, you need them to be able to go do other things out and about. So they've always had it there for the last 29 years, and... DEFCON is made up of a whole bunch of different parts, which we'll actually go through and cover part of tonight. But the reason why we want to talk about DEFCON 29 is because it was hybrid. Because of the pandemic last year, they uh, just had it online only because, hey, the pandemic was up and raging. Um, Now it seemed to have died down a bit, and uh, we'll be able to talk about a little bit about the safety side of the house, what was planned on doing, what happened, and the positives that came away from that. So this year, they said, hey, you're going to have to pre-register for DEF CON. Um, you're going to have to be vaccinated. Make sure that you bring your vaccination card. And you're going to be wearing a face mask the entire time. 
knowing that up front, you could buy a ticket and or get your physical badge. It would cost about 300 bucks. Um, if you're going to go just online and you wanted a physical badge, it would cost you $80. If you wanted Human Plus, which would give you access to their Discord where everything was happening and some of the ability for you to talk in a few of the different voice and video rooms, you'd buy the Human Plus for 20 bucks, or you could just attend for free going talking with the community inside of Discord or watching the videos on YouTube. So with a little bit of uh, information there about what DEF CON is, uh, do Skyrie, do you want to talk about how it was going in person compared to years past? And we can just go back and forth and y'all can pepper us with questions. Yeah. Um, this was my, I guess, ninth year in person, technically 10th year, but last year was digital only. Um, and actually the first year I ever attended was DEF CON 19. And at that point there were already about 22,000 people. So I've never been to a DEF CON that was this small. And considering it was 29, it kind of blew me away in terms of how that felt. Um, but I do want to kind of back up a little bit. The, the aspect of flying to Vegas, which at the time, almost every state, including mine, had said, be careful, we don't recommend you fly there, to attend DEF CON, which vaccination cards required. You had to wear a wristband at all times. It was, I say tamper-proof. Um, but, but it's DEF CON. So nothing. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but they were they were taking like steps needed to make you feel safe. Hotel security would look for the wristband as you approach the conference area, and if you had the wristband, then it was DefCon security um, looking for your badge. So no one got through unless they had the wristband on, for the most part. Theoretically. Um, <laughs> the first couple of days were a little bit like people, there were a lot of crowds and I don't think hotel security could catch up a little bit, but theoretically no one who should have been there got through. Um, and I was a little bit blown away by how safe I actually felt like being within the DEF CON conference. Um, everyone was really good about wearing their masks and there were specific requirements for masks. Like you couldn't just wear like a one layer thing. DEF CON gave filters um, like charcoal filters, as well as a multi-layer mask in with the badge kit. Um, there were the info booth dispatch were handing out um, like N95, KN95 masks, and also medical masks um, if something happened to yours, or if you just wanted to upgrade your cloth to a different type of mask. Um, so with all that said and done, it was actually a pretty nice experience that I wasn't expecting for flying into Vegas to have it, considering that my state listed Vegas as a uh, warning area. I could imagine that the general, I guess sort of the general visitors of Vegas is probably why that was, right? Like they, they don't have a special use case for, oh, you're going to DEF CON, it's probably okay. No, it's Vegas, right? I mean, there's a lot of people in Are Vegas. And there's a Are lot of, we'll say, physical contact in Vegas. <laughs> Are you saying that DEF CON attendees, Nate, might fall into specific demographics that perhaps uh, are more more tend to, like, use logic and stuff? Well, Maybe. I mean, that's, that's one thing. The other thing I'm considering is that the event itself seemed to have quite a bit of rules surrounding keeping folks safe, which is good. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, the which... your, your state... Or the airport or whatever isn't going to take that into consideration, obviously. Yeah. So. But it was, like, also with the, the iron hand kind of in the background is if you were caught using a false vaccination card, 
uh, they would absolutely ban you for life. Oh, so wow. it's, yeah, it's much harder to want to take a risk like that. If you're not like, if you don't have like legit documentation, um, if you've gone before or want to ever attend again. And again, it's DEF CON. So I kind of wonder how, you know, there's a lot of clever people. So yeah. forging a cardboard vaccination card for your average DEF CON attending yeah, probably I can, wouldn't be the hardest thing I can ever. say the, I didn't really take a close look at the card that I got when I got my vaccine, but it did not appear to be anything that would be difficult to forge. <laughs> no. I have a friend out here, relatedly, who they just gave him a blank vaccination card and he had to fill it out himself. Right. (laughs) I got one right here. I mean... Yeah, mine looks just like that. Yep. It's like a postcard. It's a piece of cardstock with a a special layout to it and that could easily be copied. So, I mean... I'm thinking, though, the DEF CON folk are smarter than the average bear. One I would, would, I would love to make that assumption. I have definitely encountered some people who are, don't necessarily fit that, but oh, no. most of the people, no. No. most yeah, of the people yeah. within DEFCON, I think, really do. It does yeah. make me curious, um, knowing the sort of people that run in the security crowd, and knowing how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I'm not looking for paranoid. I'm looking for uh, willful, right? Or, uh, you know, how, how how stern or stubborn they could be, right? Uh, did, and maybe neither of you know this, but did DEF CON get any pushback on the, on the vaccine requirement? Or was everyone just kind of like, yes, that makes perfect sense. Let's do that. There was absolutely pushback. Um, DT had pretty much stated that if they're not allowed to hold DEFCON the way that they want to hold DEFCON, which was vaccination cards and masks, then DEFCON wouldn't happen in person. Mm. Um, and there was, there was a lot of pushback online, and even there were people who came up to registration and were asked for their vaccination card who had pre-registered, and they were like, I didn't know you had to have a vaccination card. No one told me. Well, it's in mm. huge letters. Uh, in multiple spots when you're trying to buy your pre-registration. So you just willfully ignored it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Narrator. Out of that, uh, when the closing ceremonies happened, though, it sounded like out of the 9,000 people who showed up, there was only a handful of folks who were, who were either turned away or uh, weren't able to be given access because they didn't have a valid VAX card or they were from out of the country and there wasn't a way to verify mm. because they did say it was only supposed to be U.S. only because we were still in the part where we weren't letting planes coming into the country. So somehow they made it here, <laughs> but they weren't allowed to come to DEFCON because the VAX card wasn't up to snuff. So, okay. okay. And I don't mean to, like, I don't want to push on some hot button item here. That's not usually what this show is about. Although we are going to talk about vaccinations in the news. Hopefully yeah, let's, not. Let's talk about Def County <laughs> yeah. nerd stuff now. Um, I, I was just curious, right? Because I, I, I know the sort of people that I've encountered in that industry. Some of them are very, you know, forgiving folks, and others are very, very stubborn. <laughs> I was curious. <laughs> just yep. curious is all. Okay. So um, I guess, uh, and you kind of already touched on this, like how – how did it feel, both both in person and online, right? So, like, was there this, was there efforts made to make the online participants feel as though they were part of the in-person conference? Or, like, that's really hard to do. 
it is extremely hard to do because there's so much to do at DEF CON. You've got the talks and presentations. Usually there's at least five tracks going on. They're jam-packed from 10 o'clock to like five o'clock in the evening. To get in line to go watch a talk can take you 45 minutes, right? So there's the regular presentations, there's the villages. We had something like 28 plus villages last or uh, two years ago when we were in person. Uh, black, uh, let's see, uh, Black Intech, we had the uh, blue team, red team, lock picking, hardware hacking, soldering, car hacking, boat hacking, you name it, there is a village that you can get hands on with. So you're satellite getting people. Hacking. Satellite, absolutely, right? IoT, um, you name it, there's something out there. Uh, then you have the contests that are going on from anything from the, the scav hunt guys to folks who are saying, hey, this is just a tinfoil hat creating process for you to go through and actually see if your tinfoil hat blocks or helps enhance signal. And they would go put it into this area to see if the impedance would go down or if it would go up. Uh, then wow. you have the just <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, <laughs> right? Uh, you have the the just the hall cons, right, or the networking with folks that you meet are in the halls. Yeah, you've got badges um, like what we're going to talk about a little bit as well, and then stickers and challenge coins. So there's a lot to do when you're physically there, and how that moved online. I think last year they did a good job of bringing the conference online so we could actually have something. They learned a lot from that year, and I think it rolled really well into this year to where the content was pushed up on YouTube day one to where you could start watching an entire day's worth of videos start of the conference versus about halfway through the day the conference uh, videos were pushed last year. Um, for the tracks that were going on, you had multiple streams from Twitch or YouTube that you could go and watch, and then... Uh, have a live Q&A inside of Discord. So I thought that that was pretty well done. The other thing that they did this year was actually have the concerts at night streaming as well. Because usually when we were there physically, there was five or six different parties going on at the same time with their own DJs. And you could be walking from one subculture to another subculture right next to each other, sharing a wall, have completely different music playing, and it was awesome they were able to start streaming those online this time. So I thought that was awesome to be able to experience that uh, versus last year. They just didn't have it. There was there was music last year, from what I remember, online, because I, I did tinker about a bit in last year's online conference. This year, it just, like, snuck up on me, and then I had too much going on while it was going, and I, I don't think I even popped into the Discord at all. <laughs> Absolutely. So what about, Skyria, from your point of view, boots on ground, knowing how big it has been in the past, how did it feel to you this time? And were you fearful for missing out on stuff that was online? There was a lot of... Um, so one, it actually, it was kind of amazing to be there um, for 9,200 people. Um, I've never encountered a DEF CON that small, having only started around DEF CON 19. And it felt, and I, I kind of understand now, because I think those were the numbers of DEF CON 10. Um, and I kind of understand now all of the uh, people looking back and being like, oh, those were the best years. I'm not sure that they were the best years in terms of like maybe the content or maybe the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, especially for, to put this in a little bit perspective, my first year at DEF CON, DEF CON 19, despite it being 20 
2,000 people around. I was the only woman in the bathroom at any single time the entire time I was on in the conference. And okay. this year, despite it being 9,200 people or thereabouts, uh, there was never a time where I was alone in the bathroom. And that was amazing to me. And I, so I really appreciated the small, like, feel of DEF CON, but with the kind of, like, there's a lot more people attending who aren't just, no offense to everyone else here, white men. Um, it was a little less of a sausage fest. Yes. Is what we would say. Yes. Yes. So in terms of that, I really, really appreciated it. It felt very intimate. You could just walk down the hall and it was super easy to just strike up conversation with someone. And also, as someone who does officially volunteer, so I'm a goon on site, I'm in a red shirt, six to eight to 12 sometimes hours a day, um, especially when the con is super big. So 27, two years ago was super big. You could go into a hallway, and if one person stopped you, you'd be standing there for 15 minutes because there would be a line of people trying to talk to you, which is not a bad thing, necessarily. But if you're trying to, let's say, get to the bathroom, it does kind of become an inconvenience because, you know, I'm really nice, and I want to be able to help these people and maybe get them to where they want to get, especially in terms of, like, getting to a talk on time. But I also really want to be able to, let's say, go get a drink of water or go to the bathroom, or make it to uh, my little home base. You need a disguise. Um, so, you need a vest yeah, to throw over I know, right? security <laughs> shirt. Um, so this year, just the smallness was nice. You could walk through, and it was easy to strike up conversation with people and not just, like, other goons or not just people asking for help. Um, mm. There were a lot of people, it was their first year at DEF CON ever, and honestly, it seemed like the best way to do it. Um, I think maybe a third of the people that I encountered, it was their first year ever at DEF CON, and wow. they just happened to pick this year because wow. they on, assumed it'd be a little bit smaller, and it was. On the other hand, does that set them a poor expectation if they come back, right? So if next year or maybe three years from now, right, assuming that there's going to be some ramp back up, right? Um, yeah. And it's back to 27 or 25,000 people or whatever, right? Is that going to be like, whoa, this is totally different? Well, you know, think of Red Hat Summit. Like, will Red Hat Summit ever be the same? You mean post-pandemic? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. <laughs> right. I don't know about you, but I am itching to get back out and see people. Um, I, so I am too, but you once know, it's safe, you know, these mega these mega events. I don't know. It's a good. I mean, question. if nothing else, it's good nostalgia for six years down the line, and you're like, right. oh my gosh, I remember when DefCon was nine thousand people, and that was only six years ago, and now it's I don't know sixty. Yeah. Oof. I think that might be a little out Oof. there, but. Yeah, um, I, 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 I get where you're coming from. And mainly, um, as I mentioned in the email when I was telling you about the show and whatnot, both Jason and I uh, were DerbyCon veterans. We went to, well, he's been, he went to every one. I missed one because my dad went and got married that weekend. Um, very inconsiderate. But um, What unfortunate timing. I know, right? <laughs> right. It, the ironic thing is he asked me, is there anything going on this weekend before he set the date? And... Uh, my brain is just like, no, that looks fine. I said, I'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, DerbyCon was always like, I think the biggest it got was like 3,000 participants. I could be wrong on that, but there was, and then there was staff on top of that, I think. Yeah, so. upper limit was about 3,000. Yeah. Okay. So it was always small, but it was in a much smaller venue, and everybody was in one place. I don't know if, 
I know, Josh, you've never been to DerbyCon. I don't know. No, I was going to take my family, man. I was looking forward to it. And it was a good con to do it. That it was shutting down. It was a yeah. good, good con to take your family to, at least up until the last two years. The last two years were kind of tense. Um, and, well, we won't go into why DerbyCon closed, because that's... <laughs> anyway, my point is, a it small like con drama. like that, it was it was easy to just meet like anybody in the hallway mm -hmm. and easy to run into folks that you'd met in previous years or folks you'd seen on social media uh, because there was just not as many people there and it was in a much right. smaller space. I, every time I hear someone talking about DEF CON and how there's 20,000 attendees, I'm like, how? Like, I can't even wrap my head around that. Now, I, I went to AWS reInvent mm -hmm. and it was a similar sized conference and it just felt like you're in a sea of people, right? And it's like, no... No bonds there at all, right? I don't know. I think my first year at DEF CON, 2018, where, or 19, 2011, um, where I didn't really know anyone. I was just kind of tagging along with um, other friends who had been going for years at this point. It was very overwhelming, even at 20,000 people. Um, I think the main the key to DEF CON to enjoying your experience is to either know someone or a lot of, so a lot of the people who had been new this year, they had met someone online on Discord last year. So either they were a group of newbies or a couple of newbies with a couple of experienced DEF CONers. Mm -hmm. And that really does seem to shape your experience a little bit um, because DEF CON is kind of what you make of it. And the first year I tried to do talks and while they were fun, uh, that's not the way I do DEF CON anymore. Um, but I also really enjoy being like a goon, one of the official volunteers, because it gives me a purpose. And that really, I think, helps for the times where it's just like, okay, it's day two. There's more people here today than there were yesterday. And yesterday was a little bit overwhelming. What am I going to do? Where do I go? How do I start? Being an official volunteer, just I have a schedule. And mm -hmm. it's easy to keep to it. And then in the evenings when I'm like off duty and I switch my shirt out, go into incognito mode, um, <laughs> there's things are typically already in full swing. So it's less of a, let me see what I can, like, let me look at the schedule and see what I need to do now. And more like, okay, let's just follow the music and see where I end up. And with, a, and with the multiple was, concerts going on, it was easy to follow the music. The music everywhere. <laughs> it was. Follow the music, follow the very large um, beach balls that were uh, attacking the plastic chandeliers. <laughs> there, there was some shenanigans. Farewell. Uh, yeah, there yeah. were some shenanigans. They were very fun shenanigans. They were fun to witness. Um, there was a couple of times where I'm just like, my voice cannot do <laughs> what I would need to do right now, so I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do learn if you're volunteering, uh, you always have throat lozenges <laughs> and you mm -hmm. keep a bottle of water around because if you're talking to lots of folks, you are hoarse by day two if you're not prepared. <laughs> yep. I made the mistake when you were getting, like I was uh, one of the years where I was hanging out with you, I think a bunch of gator. We, or sorry, Josh. Um, it's okay. We, um, we ended up going to a couple of parties and I think our throats were gone by the first day. And that was, yep. that was a really wild DEF CON. Yes, it was. That was an interesting night. I, I'm still sure there's uh, pictures of people in Pikachu dresses. So 
Pikachu dresses and people on um, strip poles in limos. Yep. It's Vegas after all. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it absolutely is. So, yeah, like uh, compared to that, it, oh, sorry, go ahead. I think my, my best Vegas story was, was on the trip from the hotel back to the airport uh, from reInvent. The, the van that took us there must have doubled as an entertainment van at night because there was a stripper pole in the back. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. Yep. Gotta, love, gotta love those shuttles that go to and from the hotel into the, uh, the gotta airport. Gotta do something and, during uh, the day, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, <laughs> you make some money. Yep. You got the neon lights flashing and the, uh, the strobe lights going on. Next thing you know, there's a disco ball that drops out. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, not to dilute the DEF CON stories with my terrible <laughs> AWS reinvent stories. It's no, it's legit. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever been in Vegas, right? So it's the only reference point I've got. Fair, I only go to Vegas for DEFCON, so I don't really have any other reference of Vegas outside of DEFCON. Right. We had mm -hmm. a fun trip to the Atomic History Museum. We did. That we is did. Fun. Totally like like not an average Vegas thing to do, but that was a good time. <laughs> I have done the Pinball Museum as well. That's also amazing. Pinball Museum. If you get a chance to go try the, uh, the Ocean Spray Factory and... If you're not a fan of cranberries, you should still try their salsa. It's been years since I've been out there, but they had a cranberry salsa that was absolutely killer. That sounds amazing. I was, was trying legit. to convince uh, my boss who was there with me that we should go on a desert Jeep tour, but he wouldn't have any part of it. I, I said it'd be a team oh. building exercise, but no, he wouldn't go for it. Anyway. Nate was part of a group of Red Hat Accelerators, customer at the time. And so I got permission to take him uh, to take him and a bunch of the others to lunch in the Atomic History Museum because nice. I'm kind of obsessed with Fallout. So you know, it was, <laughs> it a, was a good time though. So Red Hat paid. It was fun. Yeah, it's, it's not an obsession. It's it's being prepared. Yeah, right. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> twenty seventy seven, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> if I live to twenty seventy seven, let it happen. Man, I want more of the cyberpunk instead. I'm just saying right now. I'd rather have cyberpunk than Fallout. Is 2077? What? Yeah. Now am I getting confused? Is, is Fallout I think 2077? I don't know. Fallout. Great. Jason's Googling <laughs> it right now, I guarantee. 2049? 2049? 2077. Know. October 23rd, 2077. There you go. <clears throat> Impressive. Very nice. So anyway... We were talking about DEFCON, I think, right? So, um, oh, <laughs> we rabbit, we, we rabbit, hole. we rabbit hole. That happens around it's here. That happens around easy here. Easy to do. So, talking about like DEFCON, one of the things that uh, you can go and do there is check out a bunch of different badges. So, usually, like for years past, you get a physical badge by going to DEFCON. So, while Skyria's was uh, 18 for her first DEFCON, mine was 17. So, just literally a year before, and then continuing on, you get something different each year. Um, sometimes it's components to where it's got an electronic device on it. Other times it's just a plain board. So like um, this one has a sound sensor. This is the first one who had a screen. This one was just a titanium piece um, that was specially treated. This one is literally a PS2 connector and a monitor uh, jack on the side. So you've got a mini computer that you could go through and play Pong and such. Nice. So... Through the years, you get different badges by going to DEF CON. And for me, I like to go help start the line, so with LineCon, because I wanted to make sure if I was spending my cold, hard cash, because when I started going, 
I was under the age that you can go through and buy a hotel room on most of the strip, except for the Riviera, <laughs> and you could still get it there. Um, so got a hotel room, started earning money, wasn't earning a lot at the time, so I wanted to make sure I got a physical badge, because otherwise, if you were to come 9, 10 o'clock on uh, Thursday or Friday, you may have a paper badge, and it's still going to cost you 150, 200 bucks at the time to get in. Now it was up to $300 this year, um, so I wanted to make sure I got a badge. I met some really interesting people during that time frame because if you're sitting there for 24, 36, or 48 hours to start the line, you start bringing your own entertainment, your own items to be able to, when we were old enough, to drink and, like a and tent share maybe? drinks because, <laughs> what was that? And like a tent, maybe? I guess you're indoors. We are indoors, right? So you just start a line. Um, so yeah, pizza, different uh, shifts to be able to watch, make sure that People don't cut in line and whatnot, but you meet some really interesting people, meet different goons who are setting things up. So with the badges side of the house, they had badges, and then other people started making badges, whether it's to so, learn how to solder. So you're, so, you're, so you're sitting in line. You have to post mm -hmm. a watch. You have to sleep in shifts. This sounds like a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's uh, roll for shower is the question. Yeah, right. Because... <laughs> Um, at that point, roll for roll for sleeping on a cold cement floor, right? <laughs> roll for so you learn and deodorant. <laughs> yes, cruise so there's failed. There is a rule. It's a three to one rule, and Defcon's three to one is minimum of three hours a day, two meals, and one shower. Because you mean three hours of sleep. Yeah. yeah what, what did I say? Just three you hours. Just said three, three hours, hours a day. A day. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three hours of sleep. That SL, that's, it's a dirty word in my opinion. But yes, sleep. three hours yeah. of that word. <laughs> um, so there are some people who needed more deodorant. And let's be honest, if you're not used to the dry heat out in Vegas, um, you tend to sweat a lot and you need water. And people offsetting thinking, oh, I can just drink more alcohol to offset my sweating. There's, nah. there's water and alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> It helps push the other water out of your system, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is right. Yeah. That is true. So being able to get physical badges, uh, in addition to the ones that you could get from the conference, you could build off of them. You could learn something new with them, which is a lot of fun. Um, each year, different badge makers come and make their own and then either sell them to other folks or trade them. Skyria, you being there physically, what did you get this year? I got this. Okay, so I'm not. What sorry, is go it? Ahead. Um, so I don't know the origins of the Matt Damon thing. Here, put it back up again, because I just maximized your window. Yeah, can can you can you um... silicon apple chips? Okay, it says. So is that a food? Oh, Damonitos. So this is a <laughs> no, highly this is... branded. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is the this is the Andex or badge. Yeah, so <laughs> so folks folks who are listening to the recording afterward, this is a bag. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a purple and yellow and black theme. It looks almost like a Doritos bag, like an old school mm -hmm. Doritos bag. Um, but it's got a picture of Matt Damon on it. <laughs> and there were a, quite a few uh, physical Matt Damon cardboard stand-ups on site. Um, they got kind of abused by the end of it. So one was covered in stickers, and I know that Whiskey Pirates posted a picture asking why people were stabbing the one that they had um, in 
maybe painful spots if it wasn't cardboard. <laughs> I mean, so hackers do love stickers. Ooh, nice. There you so, go. the artwork that you get from different people over the years on these badges are just amazing. So this is a, a PCB. It looks like that says and and XOR on it with an exclamation point in the center. I can't read what the rest of it says. I'd give me up. Would you give me up? Matt Damon, 1969. So it's huh. it's a combination of Matt Damon and the quote is the quote is from uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's a it's a slight change on it, but interesting. Oh yeah, I remember that quote now. Stalin. So there's always uh, different layers of memes inside of memes when you go to DevCon, and part of Andexor's campaign has been, hey, hashtag love Matt Damon or Matt Damon something, and they do random drops for these badges. And so it's here's a, there's an a example very lovely of, picture of Matt Damon with hearts around him. Yep. So I would love to find out what his actual thoughts are during DevCon, because leading up to there is like hashtag trending Matt Damon because people want to get these badges they have to go through and tweet something with this, I, <laughs> this uh, handle. I guess we need to find some DEFCON historian to tell us what the <laughs> obsession with Matt Damon is. Why Matt Damon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think they had two variations this year because I definitely saw a couple of other ones showing up on Twitter that weren't Matt Damon uh, specific. Specific? Okay. But I'm not really sure what the Matt Damon thing was about, and I haven't had time, which I've told everyone else uh, pre-podcast, but um, I recently moved, so as soon as I got back, it's been a... There's a lot of projects that I've been working on that aren't necessarily electronic, mm -hmm. um, but this is very close to my desk because this is something I'm absolutely going to be playing with uh, as soon as I'm able, and I'm hoping to make some time in the next couple of weeks nice so was that a new trend this year the matt damon thing or was it uh yeah. is it is a long-running thing okay so uh, we just need to figure out ever, who yeah the first <laughs> one they ever did was um bender i think the okay. bender badges, and yes. i think they did bender for a couple of years yep I yeah say three like or the four. futurama character bender yes, yes. okay um and <clears throat> They were very, very popular badges to the point where it would be, uh, they would announce on Twitter, there is a drop in this section of this <coughs> hotel, get there in the next five minutes. And if you were there, you could get, there were three to four badges that they maybe passed out, and then they would just move on and do it again in another hour. And um, hard to get a hold of. They do the hype train. Yep. They get the hype train going, you'd see a rush of people going, whoomph. There was one year that we were trying to prep in a room, and all of a sudden, I need to go grab something from another room, go down a floor, and all of a sudden, coming out of the uh, the elevator in the residential slash room side, there is an entire crowd of people around this four-hub spoke. I'm like, what the hell is going on? They were doing a random drop. So a bunch of people rushed there, found it, got badges, and then they were on to the next location, which was nuts. Yep. It's kind of cool to have that level of participation, though, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's so, fun to watch as well. So there's the whole badge life idea or uh, um, hashtag that also goes on during DEF CON. And it's got some positive and some negative connotations to it. <laughs> but 
long story short is if you're interested in badges, that's usually something that you would go watch and follow. So uh, the Andex War was really, really popular. There's a couple other ones that have popped up over the last couple years. So um, were there any other badges or things that you wanted to show that you were able to physically get, Skyria? I got... Um, this was technically my husband's, but he did not attend this year. Um, but Whiskey Pirates had a pretty snazzy. That is definitely nice. snazzy. That's pretty cool. So it's a black skull and crossbones. Says pirate across the front of the skull. Is it? Does it? Is it lighting up? I can't tell in the camera. Yes, it's lighting yeah. up. Okay. RGB on the edges, That's and cool. then there's a screen in the center. Because RGB makes everything better. Oh, that is a screen, 10%. but it's not just text. Yes, yes it is a screen. It is a okay. Screen. That's hard to tell from... Of course, I'm looking at the tiny little window in Streamlabs. And <laughs> yeah, over there. All right. Cool. Nice. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Um, and outside so does of it, that... Does it do oh, anything on the screen other than just say pirate? I mean, usually... I've seen a bunch of these that have you know, video games in them or, you know, all sorts of craziness. There are connectors on the back. And I think my husband's in the same boat that... He hasn't had time to mess with it. Um, yeah. He stayed home this year for DEF CON, but still in the, uh, there's a lot to do around the house since we just moved. Um, so I'm assuming there's more on the badge or more to the badge, but we haven't had a chance to experiment with it yet. Yeah, you can always do the house later. you got to be the yeah. first ones to crack the badge. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just but we, house. we live here. It's <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. You live you there. Time. You've got time to do it later. <laughs> that means you have all the time <laughs> in the world. Have, Potentially the rest of your life, if you like the house. Yeah. 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 The, the, somebody else is going to crack the badge if you don't get on it soon. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely has been a risk in previous years. I know that, and I guess the last thing that I actively got at DEF CON, which is kind of, there's a bunch of things on it, um, just the DEF CON badge, but it's the, the goon variation, which is red. Um, it says goon on the side. There's my, uh, are I those, guess this is the better side of the name tag. Are those keyboard nice. keys on it? They yes, are. Yes, they are blue, and they're wonderfully clicky. Oh, they're like cherries. Okay. Cherry blues, is that what you mean? Cherry blues. Yes. Okay. And they light up. Of course they light up. And actually, what was it? I think if you hold one of these down, you can Ooh. start playing um, uh, Simon? Simon Says. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, because you were there physically, you got to talk to us about the badge and what you saw people doing with the badges then. Uh, there was a lot of... Okay, so the Simon Says was super popular. There were a lot of people... There are connectors on the badges. Um, so you could connect. There's... Uh, mating the badges. It was the... Uh, big thing. There's also a um, port where you could just plug it in and actually if you plugged it into your phone to charge the badge or to have it powered, it would control the volume on your phone. Nice. <laughs> which was pretty and you could uh, it's, this uh, was That's really just to remind control. you not to plug random crap into your phone, right? <laughs> there might be a news item about that. <laughs> right? I know, it was pretty funny. But there were a lot of people that would connect their badges and play Simon says, because you could play together. Multiplayer. Um, multiplayer LAN. Simon says. LAN network, yes. right? LAN. <laughs> yep. LAN party. Simon says. 
a pop-up land party. It's a badge land party. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> I did not participate in any of those because I have a really awful working memory and I can't actually get past like seven, like yeah. stage seven on Simon Says. You're not but alone. watching it happen was pretty amazing and wild. You're not alone. I'm, I'm having trouble remembering all five people's names that are on this stream right now, including my own. So. <laughs> I hear you, Bill. I hear you. <laughs> Fantastic. So on the remote side of the house, uh, I was able to pick up a couple badges. Uh, one of the ones that was sent to me was the uh, the Make It Hacken, and so Defcon badges can be flashy and shiny, and that's all good and fine. Sometimes they act as a tool. This one is a tool to set off retail alarms, oh. as in that's... Walmart and Macy's and why that you... kind of jazz. Why do you want to? This is to a good question. Security. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah there's more things that are built into the badge because everybody goes through and hides more things whether it's crypto to go through and crack or things to be able to go program so i like the screen on that it's a very nice looking OLED. Right, very little crisp so let's it's see it's not Focus too there. bright i've encountered a couple that blinded me yeah bright that is very yeah. true so, i mean I don't have the LEDs turned on here. This one is a nice, calm bringing on versus some of them are Just loud, annoying, and flashing, and they eat batteries like nobody's business. <laughs> the uh, the first the first hackier derby that we built used an OLED screen. It was the first time I'd ever seen an OLED screen in person, and I was just amazed at how crisp they are as compared to LCD screens, which were common, of course, at the time, okay. and drew a lot more power than the OLEDs. And then we went to e-paper later, but... Um, e-paper for the win that battery life man man it's all there's the the derby from DerbyCon. what was it nine i guess was the last DerbyCon. um when i turned off the derby i took there the mm -hmm. e-paper screen of course stopped on whatever logo was on it and it happened to be the DerbyCon logo because we had that programmed into it and it's still on there nice that's <laughs> awesome yeah poem Ligachi is uh, very much the same thing last thing i scanned uh it's got that same network up so here's from the DC Zia folks. Uh, so talking about DEF CON, there's also the whole DEF CON groups, right? So DC Zia is one down in, uh-oh, Arizona, New, New Mexico. I think it's New Mexico. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> Does it just really look cool like a floppy disk or is it actually made it, from a floppy disk? It actually looks like a floppy disk. They've okay. got some extra stuff here on the back. Um, so sometimes these are a push for people to try to get out in time or, you know, there was a small, small chip shortage going on apparently this last yeah, year. So weird. people who were making things were having problems sourcing them. And then usually you need to buy them in large batches to make them cheap anyway. Uh, those prices went up a lot this year. So yeah. not as many creative badges or badges, period, that I saw this year. Well, even the, the DEF CON official badge was a four-month project and they had to keep changing um they had to make a couple of last minute changes because the chip shortage and parts were unavailable and wow. i can't even fathom doing uh i guess even nine thousand badges in four months i think i saw um adex or man uh, mentioned on twitter that they had to make changes as well because of the chip shortage so this badge that skyria showed uh was their backup because they couldn't source the ones for their one that they are planning on doing oh. this year. And you you get those assembled, right? They're not like a kit you have to put together? 
<sighs> different folks, different ways. Um, some okay. come completely assembled. I mean, like the official ones... badge. The oh, official, the official badge. badge is assembled. Right. There yeah. are... So they had to assemble 9,000 badges. Yes. Damn. And Do they just outsource that? They're going to have to. Most of the time, yes. There have been issues in the past where things took longer than expected mm -hmm. to arrive, and they had to... Um, Take it into their do, own hands? Do a little bit of assembly, uh, like, the day <laughs> of. I... I think that was They're the at registration. For... Hold on, it's still cooling off. Here. Yeah. <laughs> there were apparently goons in the back helping with assembly um, like wow. the night before and the day of. Like, whatever they had the night before, they would put out, and whatever they had, they didn't get finished. They were doing as people were coming up for registration. Was was that this year, Skyria? With the, uh, the big tall badge? Do you remember which year uh, that was? Or? No, it was the skull one, I think. Oh, this one here. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Fun cool. stuff. The badge yeah, life so is Yeah, so the Defcon badge comes pre-assembled. There are typically things you can do to it to get more functionality of it. Um, and for this year's badge, it was if you met up with everyone and... You would be able to do something. You would be able to go into the code and do something, so your badge would become a special badge. Um, I typically there. So there's typically multiple variations of badges. So humans get one, goons get one, um, villages get their own, contests get their own, artists get their own, press uh, vendors, and then there's an Uber, which Uber is typically someone like DT who runs DEF CON um, and also anyone who wins a black badge that year, but those don't get out until at the end of CON. So it's usually DT walking around with the Uber badge. Um, this year, I think the Uber badge was coded the same as the Goon badge, mm. but in previous years, it's been like a different code. So you needed to track down DT or someone else who was wearing an Uber badge. So the badge makers themselves, if they show up, will be wearing Uber badges. Um, to be able to get that code or find someone who has gotten that type of uh, pairing and see what you can do with your badge with that extra information. It's so it, cool. it forces you to interact with other people. So your badge sort of, the uh, your badge sort of evolves, right? As you, yes. as you yes. meet up with other folks, other types of badges, not like every person who's attending, but other types of badges. Yes. Great. That's pretty cool. So that's the interesting part that they've made sure to do in, years past now for the last what five or six years Skyria to where they were making sure you had to pair with somebody else so sometimes it was as yeah. easy as pointing to badges other times it was physical tabs that you'd need to plug into each other um and sometimes it'd be hey we're standing in a random elevator together mind if we pair and people leaning over with their badge and pairing their badges and then walking off the elevator mm -hmm. so it's also a great way to make connections especially with you know, a slightly smaller conference. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. One third of the size as usual. Um, so people were, I think it was easier to just find the right people with the badges. I think vendors were hard to find or, yeah, I think it was vendors who were hard to find. So it, um, it also encourages you as a, as a normal attendee to interact with folks of sort of, or if you must say, just different status, right? Like yep. this person's a vendor, that person is a con organizer, you know, whatever, right? And that... Mm -hmm. And you, yeah, you kind of go into it. So speakers is another one that I forgot. So you kind of go into it 
knowing what type of badge you're going to get, and especially in the last like handful of years where they want people to just be able to interact and meet no matter like if you're just a human or you have any other kind of role within DEF CON, no matter what role you have, you're encouraged to interact and kind of like if you accept a speaker or if you accept being a goon, you know that you're going to get people wanting to come up to you to like pair with their badge, no matter what it is. So it, um, I have not really encountered, especially this year. I know in a couple of years past when there was like, let's say 30,000 people, it was a little bit more overwhelming to, again, that was part of the reason why you'd be walking down the hallway and you'd get stuck for 15 minutes. Um, but this year I didn't encounter anyone who was like mean or rude about it. Everyone was very just like, yeah, sure. I'll pair with you. Or, um, can I pair with you? And just, it was easy to be gracious because you're also not going anywhere. But I know in years past when there's like 30,000 people and like, let's say there's a line that forms, if you actually are trying to get to someone, like let's say you're a speaker and you're trying to get to your talk, <laughs> uh, it does kind of become a little bit of an inconvenience, but you kind of go into it also knowing this is going to be a thing. Absolutely. Bring a, bring a tower shield with you. I know, Just right? Run and everybody <laughs> move to the left. <laughs> All right, so it might be hard to believe, but we have been going on about this for almost an hour already. So maybe we want to try to wrap this up. So I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I was going to try to go into how, like, if either of you wish you had done the other conference, right? Like the other, like, Jscar, yeah. did you wish that you were in person and couldn't be? Mm -hmm. Like, I think I know the answer already. But So I got to <laughs> tell you, I, I helped volunteer for one of the contests there. And I love interacting with people. Being able to have a full-grown adult or have anybody um, from elementary school up to 99 be able to walk up, we teach people how to solder. We teach people how to get into whatever. And we send them to different parts of the con. And that interaction of the aha moment, like when it comes down to lock picking, you hand mm -hmm. them a, a lock and you hand them some tools and you say, here's a quick five-minute training, they pop their first lock in the... <gasps> it's yeah. like watching a kid learn something for the first time, but grown, and you don't get to see that very often. Well, and my, my that... memory of exactly lockpicking was, was at a B-Sides conference teaching my daughter, who was like... She might have been seven or eight at the time, how to pick locks. Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, like that, like, wow, I just opened the lock. I'm not supposed to be able to do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so... Uh, being able to interact with people and finding out, hey, if I, I can just know this much, but there's somebody who doesn't know even that much, if I'm able to help them learn something new, oh, man, that's awesome. So yep. I really miss seeing people. <laughs> I really, really miss that. I've got some uh, health issues inside of my family that didn't make that possible this year. So yeah. I went fully remote. Thursday, I got to tell you, the, the fear of missing out, the FOMO, was hitting me really hard. I'm watching Twitter, seeing people arrive, seeing them give hugs, and all this stuff is getting ready to roll because it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday conference. And I'm like, oof, this is really, really rough. That's how I Started felt that year I missed DerbyCon. I'm watching Twitter. Right? I'm seeing all the cool stuff going on. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it, it was hard, man. And seeing other friends and family going, and, and it's like, you got your hacker family there, right? You want to go visit. Yep. yep. Friday came around, we started the contest, kicked things off. Great, we're doing this. I'm interacting with the community there. It's good. 
Still had a little bit of FOMO, but at least I'm now working with the rest of the community online. Uh, Friday night came around, and they were live streaming the DJs scratching. And looked at the room and saw how small the room was that they had their DJs and the people in the rooms. Usually you have three, four, five, or a half a dozen different ones going on, and the bass is booming. You can feel it three hallways down. Everything is shaking. Uh, literally people bringing down the house and chandeliers. It's fantastic. There's always <laughs> lore from this. But seeing how small the room was, I'm like, okay, I'm not as much afraid that I'm missing out on site, and I'm just going to make it the best that I can you're with also not, stuff online. Like that, that should make you feel like you're not the only one, right? Like when I missed yeah. DerbyCon, it wasn't because I was attending online. It's because I wasn't there. Right. right. I wished I was. Where For you, it was, well, I'm not there, but so are 11,000 other people not there. <laughs> yeah. And I get and, so from from the other perspective, right? So we've all spent the past eighteen months or so avoiding people, right? So that that's <laughs> taken its toll on some people. I don't know if if that's taken its toll on you or not. But did you feel when you were there in person like I shouldn't be here? I will say when I landed, I landed a little bit late on Wednesday because my flight kept getting delayed. Or wait. No, I landed Tuesday night because my flight kept getting delayed. Um, my first thought was I probably shouldn't have gotten here. Like, I don't know what I'm doing being here. And it was overwhelming. I've had a very small bubble of people that I've been interacting with um, since the pandemic started. Even when the pandemic first started, it was just me, my husband, and my sister. And that's all people I interacted with in person for probably six months. Mm -hmm. And it was very lonely and... My bubbles increased a little bit, especially with vaccinations. Um, but it's still like I wear masks when I go out anyway here. So that in and of itself wasn't a big deal for me. But it was Wednesday for the group that I volunteer with, with DEF CON, um, is purely set up. So it's kind of an all-day thing. So we were starting to interact and um, being – and like – Josh was saying, there are people you only see at DEF CON. They're your hacker family. And I was not necessarily seeing the same people because there were a lot of people who had to make the same choices that Josh did. But I was still seeing people that I consider like part of my groups. And it was just kind of like, oh, actually, yeah, this is really nice. Like, I'm very glad I came. And Thursday was a little bit overwhelming. That was the first like day of con where you start to encounter other people who are not just goons, like you encounter humans, they're just kind of wandering around. Um, Saturday's typically the busiest day, but the slow ramp up was also kind of nice. Um, and even Saturday with the with the music and the parties, the, the screens I think were only showing the groupings because I was at that party, or mm -hmm. I, I was at one of them at least, maybe a couple, but like if you just stepped to... Like, if you just took two steps back, you there was no one around. So it was nice how small the parties could get. Or if you were brave enough, you could, like, go into the crowds. But even during these parties, people had their masks on, and people were pretty good about that. Um, so it was absolutely overwhelming in the beginning. When I first touched ground, I was not comfortable. I wanted to go. I 
there was another person in particular that I'd gone, um, a, a friend, Alex, also known as Silk, if he, he had a lot of issues getting there. Like he was part of the spirit cancellations. Um, but he and I were just kind of like texting back and forth and being like, you're the reason I'm going. Well, you're the reason I'm going. And, you know, I was going because I was a goon and he was going because he was a goon. So it's just like, okay, you know, I at least have one of my hacker family members there, like as a, like if something happens, like we can just like go somewhere if we need to. Um, so like Wednesday night, he's texting me. He's like, my flight was canceled, but I got another one. I'll be there tomorrow. And I'm just like, if your flight had gotten canceled and you hadn't gotten another flight, I probably would have just gotten right back on the airplane <laughs> and, gone, and gone home. I was so, there was just so much anxiety surrounding yeah. being in Vegas for DEF CON during a pandemic mm-hmm. without any of my usual crew. Like the contest that Josh was talking about, like I'm pretty, have, like in the last couple of years, I've kind of taken a step back because there's a lot of things going on in life, but there's just, I maybe. There's 26 people like in that the, group. So it's yeah. a big family. <laughs> and that two people were there and that was kind of it. And or three maybe. Um, and it was just a little bit wild to be at DEF CON and not have like my DEF CON family there. But as long as I like knowing that I had a couple of people there that I could interact with and people you could decompress with who weren't in and of themselves overwhelming to be around was, I think, the main reason I stayed put. But honestly, if Silk hadn't been able to get another flight to DEF CON, I probably would have just hopped right back on a plane. So that first Tuesday was super booming. But having now gone through DEF CON, I loved it. I was absolutely enthralled with the smallness of it. It felt super intimate. It was an experience I've never had before at DEF CON. Um, I don't think I would have traded that for being online at all. Nice. I hope I don't make you feel, I hope that doesn't make you feel any worse, Josh. <laughs> no, so that's the cool thing about DEF CON. Everything about DEF CON is that you're able to go and not only meet new people, get new interactions, do things that you never would have done before. That's DEF CON. So whether that's online or in person, I would encourage everybody to go check it out because if you don't come away a little bit scared, a little bit smarter, and something that you can use the next week, that that's what DEFCON's all about. Every year I came home yeah, from DerbyCon, I felt like taking all my electronics and putting them in Faraday cages, <laughs> and then that would slowly ease off, and then I go back to kind of normal, quote unquote, normal life, having learned a couple lessons. But yeah, <laughs> and I will also say, like, I love. So I go to my local, usually go to my local B sides, and that to me is the kind of smaller experience that. I think I got this year out of DEF CON, but much, much smaller. Um, it's not even Derby Con size at this point. Oh, yeah. So they've canceled. Last year was totally online. This year they just canceled because of Zoom burnout. Mm. Um, Oof, but Zoom so burnout's I, a thing, man. It is. <laughs> yeah. So what I don't get out of DEF CON because of the size, I do get from my local B-sides. Yeah. So I would encourage people, like, if you're attempted to check out DEF CON and it seems overwhelming, check out your local B-sides because that still has the original intention, mm-hmm. I think, of the DEF CON feel, where you can just, like, there's three or four people in the hallway, and you can just start talking to someone, and they're absolutely, like, you're all there because you're nerds, and you're weird, and you're awkward. And that's the thing with DEF CON, like, you, 
I went in not really being a huge tech person. And I've had people ask me why I still go to DEF CON. And it's just everyone here is nerdy, geeky, awkward, weird. And even if you don't necessarily know them, it feels like family and you feel comfortable. So let me ask you. And B-Sides you, has the same kind of feel. What do you do for a living? Right now I'm actually unemployed. Um, I'm trying to get some contracts with um, technical writing and editing. So I'm, I found myself in a place where um, I can trend, I can help translate really technical jargon into something that people who are less technical will have an easier time understanding. And I'm trying to uh, utilize that to make money off of it. That's a skill. <coughs> Jobs.redhat.com. I was yeah, going to say, uh, we should talk. That's <coughs> a skill that, uh, unfortunately, people who write documentation at a certain employer that three of us work for <laughs> may lack. <laughs> Not that We're we deal with that. Fight. <laughs> Josh, you have, first, you have first stab at the referral. <laughs> <laughs> Mark has his Absolutely. cape. Well, should but have his cape soon anyway. So, <laughs> But if you don't take it, I will. <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. number uh, number five for me starts next week. Oh, awesome. fa fantastic. Congrats. Yeah. Awesome. You'll Mark's meet a better, her at GCS Connect. Mark's Woo! a better salesperson than the rest of us, I guess. <laughs> I've been told I'm good at self-promotion. Or just, so has, a, just promotion. has a bigger network, maybe. I'll talk anyway. to anybody about anything. Yeah, anyway. All right, Mario, so this has been a great conversation. <laughs> if, I, if either of you have anything you want to close up with, go ahead and spit it out. If not... I think we're going to go to the break. So so definitely go check out your local hacker spaces if you've got them, uh, B-Sides or your, uh, your DEF CON groups that are in your area. And if you don't have one, start one. Go ahead There's and make more one. than one geek in your town. You can Absolutely. do a Zoom meeting. You can mask up and go get something to eat six feet distance from each other. So Do something to start creating that community. To speak to that... Um, Jason and I both helped found a DEF CON group here in the Lehigh Valley, right? It really wasn't that hard. We just got a bunch of people together. We started having a meetup, and then the, the guy who was sort of the head honcho of the place decided he was going to get us a DEF CON group designation, um, and Jason here helps organize the B-Sides. So it's, I don't want to say it's not hard, but it is definitely achievable if you're, if you're motivated. Absolutely. It's challenging and also very rewarding. Right. Hands down. I did the same thing with my local area. Went to DEF CON for a couple of years. I'm like, we need something. Found a couple other people who went to DEF CON. It's like, we should make a hackerspace. And we've been running one for the last 10 years. And we finally made a, a nonprofit last year during the pandemic. It only took us that long. I still, but we're just having fun. I still have that dream of starting a local makerspace. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, just, this has been just a great... become independently wealthy. Yeah, that's that's the key. You need to become <laughs> independently wealthy or make friends with someone who's independently wealthy. Yep. It's easy, right? Also working on that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So working on both of those. Yeah. All right. So this has been great. We're going to go to a break, folks. Um, for those of you, like I mentioned at the beginning of this segment, um, for those of you that want to listen to the chat and the news that traditionally follow this, you're going to have to tune into the I'm, I'm probably going to label it 107A and B. So look for 107B if uh, if you want to hear the rest of the show. And with that, folks, let me find the right uh, right page here in Discord, not Discord thing, Discord. the thing that I use to stream with. Uh, right. We'll be back, folks. Stay tuned.